Welcome to Off Trail with Erie Metro Parks, and this week's segment is going to be myth-busting nature. All right, guys, you ready? Heck yeah. This is a competition. This episode is strictly a competition against you three. What do we win? It's a good thing we have microphones in front of us. New boy. What do you win? I didn't think that far, but I'll, I'll come up with something good. You better. High five. Not as strong of coffee. Boom. That that will be the prize is you will make a normal cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't think you are able to. Guys, how much coffee? No, we're going to, we'll segue. But I, w- later we'll talk about how much coffee you guys go through a week. All right. So nature is full of a variety of myths. And these myths usually stem from somewhere. So we're going to have a competition today about um, you guys. Do we are gonna get buzzers? Just Ethan. Well, okay. I do have the um, sound effect if you get something right. Oh. Yes. So I'll just throw up a thumbs up. We'll hit that if you get it right. But you all or have. Or if you get it wrong. There we go. So mm-hmm. you're all going to guess on the same question, and I'll keep track of the score. Okay? Excellent. So it's basically true or false. Um, the only person I expect to do terribly at this is Ethan. Thank you. <laughs> I greatly Actually, appreciate he'll get that. them all right. No, he might. He might <laughs> get them all right. Um, but you guys, might, you guys have all knowledge like, nuggets. A really good opportunity. <laughs> Can we change the name of the podcast to Knowledge Nuggets, please? It's too, we've gone too far at this point. Then Great. we have to get it approved again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a spinoff yeah, podcast. Spin-off. <laughs> Asterisk. Knowledge nugget. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we can start ending segment with the knowledge nuggets. All right. So. We're jumping um, right in? Or is no, no, we're any not more, jumping any right more in. rules. So uh, basically what will happen is it'll be true, false, and you guys will go around. I'll take your answer for each one, and then we'll keep a tally and see who wins. Once oh, you so it's not the first person. Not the first person. Oh. Once you say your answer, it's locked in. You can't change it. Because no it's only a 50-50. Okay. If it was like multiple guests, uh, one of four or something, then we could do a change, but that's way too much. Okay, so we'll all vote. Mm-hmm. And then once we've locked in our Ansel, Ansel, you'll tell us who's right. And then... Yeah, I'll just give, tell give you if it's context. true or false. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. So with most myths in nature, um, they usually tend to never die. Um, even if we squash them, people still bring them up 20 years from now. Um, or will bring them up 20 years from now. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about how the myth got started after we go through the answer. And then um, at the end, I want you to think of a big myth if we don't go over it. Or maybe mm-hmm. come across one that Interesting. Um, in nature that you remember. All right? Okay. So start thinking. Ready. Are we ready? Yes. Question number one. There are 20. <clears throat> Snakes can't hear because they have no ears. Who gets to answer first? Whoever. See, I could give myself an unfair advantage and only answer last so that the naturalists have to answer first. <laughs> True, but they, they might not know. I say Ethan has to answer first. I then. have to answer first. Ethan first. Because I probably don't know anything. I say that's false. I almost can specifically remember seeing, so I used to get zoo books when I was a kid, and there was an edition of zoo books that had like a, a skeleton type view of mm-hmm. some kind of snake. I think it was actually like a, like a viper or something. I mean, it had like big fangs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I do remember there being eardrums. Okay. Cheryl? True. Ha! Hot dang. What is it? It is false. <gasps> Ethan's right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I mean, okay, but that's not fair because I was going to say this is a complicated question. And you said ears, not eardrum. So, snakes don't have an external ear. See, right. They right. have so, an inner uh, ear. They have an inner hot. ear. Got the word ear in it. And what happens is snakes do not rely on direct sound coming through their ears like we do. They lay their jaw on the ground, and the vibrations get sent through their jaw and into their inner ear, allowing them to pick up sound frequency. Wow. Oh, good job, Ethan. Heck yeah. I contest. She, she's going to contest a ton of these. Let's <laughs> yeah, just I guess, I guess you would you would have to more clearly define ear because yeah, they don't have an outer ear and they don't they but don't it, have even like an orifice towards their going to their ear. There's drum, no right? hole whatsoever. Right. right. So yeah, yeah. So they have an eardrum. Yes. Yeah. 
inside. Or in inner, okay. inner ear parts. Yes. All right. Humans can do that same thing, in by us. the way. We can but hear things through our jaw. Technically, they can't hear, though. No, it would be hearing. You mm-hmm. can't hear me talking. They can pick up the vibrations. They feel the vibrations? I feel like, like this yeah. is going to come feel? up for the next week. Like, Monday will come in and she'll have all of <laughs> this I'm going data. to have a flowchart of why this is false. <laughs> like, 12 articles of how I'm wrong. No, I would, say, I would say if they have, like, a specific either bones or organ or combination of such that is for processing auditory stimuli... That would be an ear. Let's make it clear that he is arguing because he is right in this case. <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm totally fine with being wrong. I just think they're not just like. I'm just sensing. saying that it was worded incorrectly. Yeah, I, I could say I could say the wording could be weak. We need a, a clearer definition of the word ear. Well, what's done is done. Ethan was right. You two were wrong. <laughs> All right. You got, everybody should get work. <laughs> if, if, if anybody misses this, I will be severely disappointed in everyone at this table. Birds sing because they are happy. <laughs> okay, well, she started <laughs> giggling. And I got her going already. <laughs> Ethan, first. Again, I am going to take issue with the wording of this because... Is this going to be every is single there, one? You guys, have we ever taken is. a true-false test like in college or high school where you didn't like say, this is dumb? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. But can you definitively say, okay, I think I understand the spirit of the question in which I will say no, that is not the purpose of a bird singing, but... Like when you watch Snow White and the Seven Doors. Right, and like, <laughs> right, right, right. Like that's she's not, happy to help That's not them Absolutely. expressing their emotion mm-hmm. so in that sense i would say false but can you definitively prove that a bird has been happy and not sang because yes. of it really mm-hmm. i don't believe you <laughs> i'm gonna say false to the statement as it's worded as i understand it okay cheryl false melissa false melissa why do birds sing <laughs> well that is inappropriate Strictly for reproductive purposes <laughs> yes. is why birds tend to clinically. But, um, or yelling. They're yeah. mad. Or they're mad or angry, telling somebody, get out of my area, I'm a territory. And there's a difference mm-hmm. between songs and calls. Right? Exactly. Okay. Calls mm-hmm. usually tend to be that, hey, there's a predator, or hey, get out of my area. And right. the songs usually tend to be, hey, girl, hey. what you doing? How you doing? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. All right. So everybody got that one right. I'm proud. Thank you. All right. Turkeys will drown in the rain if they look up. I have heard this one. And I feel like I even heard somebody talking about this as potentially being a myth. So the way I've heard it before is like turkeys are so dumb, they will look up to the sky when it's raining with their mouths open and then they end up drowning. I'm going to say false. Okay. Cheryl? Um, I'm going to say false too. Melissa? False. It is false. Give me a dinger. Wing. All right. So yeah, that is a myth. Um, it's really hard for actually turkeys to look up. It's a very difficult thing for them. Um, <laughs> Not only... And they're not, they're not super intelligent. If you had to pick one of the birds that's not, you know, the sharpest in the sharpest tool in the shed, they are up there for not super smart. <laughs> all right. Next, number four. All spiders make webs to catch their food. I actually know this one to be false. Okay. Cheryl? False. False. And you are all correct. It is false. Yes. We have... Um, a variety of different species of spiders. We have um, most of them, with the exception of one or two, um, I don't know the exact order that they're in, um, have the ability to spin a web. How disrespectful of me. Um, They all have spinnerets, the ability to spin a web, but not all of them use the web to catch food. They are ambush predators, like jumping spiders, for example, and... um, grass spiders and things like that. So those run out, grab it, pull it back in. And then orb weavers are the ones that have like the typical web that you think of. That's Mm kind of like a dream catcher looking thing. Yeah. Those are orb weavers. There's also, um, there's mesh weavers. There's like your, your cellar spiders, which is what people 
usually call a daddy long leg, um, which is not. Um, they call them that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like the ones that you see in your house. That yeah, are like but they have like have a like an oblong body. Yeah, and long yeah, legs. Yeah. The lurky spiders. Um, the <laughs> who was it? National Geographic or maybe it was National Parks uh, posted something on Instagram today. It was like a cluster of actual daddy long legs, like the huntsman, mm-hmm. and it said that a group of them is called a nope. Is that true? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, but it, it, I agree. It, it like should it. be called a note for sure. Yeah, but like harvestmen are like harmless. Is that what harvestmen or huntsmen? Huntsmen, harvest. They're also called harvestmen. Oh, okay, too. okay. Um, they're just they're harmless. Their mouths are too small to bite you. They they don't have like a. They still have a lot of legs, and they're creepy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and people think that those two big um, palps that they have in the front for grabbing prey are legs too. So it makes them look like they have ten legs instead of. They're eight. Anyway, on to the next one. Interesting. True or false, number five, turtles have a beak, not a mouth. Um, does this go for all turtles? Yes. I would say true. Okay. Well, Cheryl? well they also have a it, mouth. What's done is done. I mean, like, birds yeah, have a mouth, you, but it's a beak. You said the word. Yep. Cheryl? Hmm. I I don't know this one. True. Okay. True. True. They do all have a beak. Look at that! Huh. Look how smart we are. <gasps> <laughs> Honestly, okay. So as a naturalist, this is terrifying. I was gonna say that there's <laughs> no pressure on me whatsoever. Yeah, because you one, you're I either exceed expectations or meet expectations. <laughs> That's perfect. No, you guys. Here's the thing: is like this isn't to test your nature knowledge at yes, all. Yes, it is. It seems like it's specifically designed <laughs> to test your nature knowledge. It's <laughs> exactly what it is. It's a true-false test. <sighs> Sorry. Now I got myself giggling. All right, number six. Sweating bullets. Uh, <laughs> you guys have sweaty pits right now? No, but I keep laughing. because Okay, so we're recording this around Halloween time, and Cheryl is dressed up as Minnie Mouse, and it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's also coming to us via uh, video conference, if you can yes. tell the difference in audio. So, Number video. six, birds have no sense of smell. Oh. I am all, I'm going to say false. I don't think it's a very good sense of smell. But I'm still gonna say false. Cheryl? Not fair. <laughs> I'm gonna say false too. False. Melissa. It is false. So birds nice. do have a sense of smell. Some of them have better than the other. Example, Melissa, what's one that has exceptional smell? Turkey vultures. Turkey vultures. Nice. What's My one bird that bird has one? terrible so sense of smell? Songbirds. Songbirds and a great horned owl. That's why oh. they eat skunks. Are able to eat skunks because they can't smell their stinky butts. They don't even really care. Just not their butts Until that are stinky. Until they're blind from their skin. Oh, wait. It's I not do that because yeah. we're all correct. It's not their butts that are stinky, just to clear that I up. know. Near, that is a good one. Near their butt. It's near their butt. Anyway, <laughs> Penny licked my boots when I rescued that one for like a whole day and a half. I didn't think <laughs> you were going to say boots. <laughs> <laughs> Annie almost got sprayed last night. I forgot to tell you guys this. Oh, we were really? putting the, the chickies away, and she was running nice. around in the pen, and David thought it was a chicken she was playing with, and it was a skunk. Oh, my <laughs> Got in the coop? It was, like, in their run area. Oh. So, like, all the chickens were already in the coop. And was it a young one? I Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was kind of small. So what would you do if that That's happened? Like, would you, would you keep her, like, in the garage or the barn or something, or...? You get mitered juice. You wouldn't, I you mean, start washing. You wouldn't bring it. Well, currently you're not in your house, but <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> what a nightmare! Dagger. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, like, uh, like, you wouldn't bring her in, would you? I mean, you give him a bath. Yeah, multiple baths. I remember mm-hmm. in high school, our dog Savannah got skunked. Savannah came inside, like <laughs> jetted inside, ran all over my bed, and no, just like no. I couldn't. Oh, I didn't sleep oh in my, my bed for like two weeks. I had that like Febreze every day. Well, that's what happened to uh, Melissa Price, our our boss. Her dog, Cooper, got sprayed with a skunk and ran into the house and quickly rubs. They rub, yeah, uh, yeah, just all over carpet, laundry, everything. That, oh. that poor woman, her family, man, they were they were ripe they for were a skunked. week. It is. It, it, it <laughs> didn't it happen again. Didn't it happen twice? 
I don't remember. I don't know. How does Cooper get caught by a skunk? He's the size you guys, of a skunk. I actually like he's smaller than a skunk. like the smell of skunk. Yeah, but not when it's that potent. Yeah, like when, when I yeah. did it, when I rescued that skunk the other day, I just pulled him out. It was a little smelly. But like I'm talking like when you get hit, like when my dogs I've have gotten hit, hit yeah. it's like a completely different smell. It's like it's embedded in you now. It like, hurts. Yeah. like It's so good. <laughs> you guys, you forget what I used to do. Oh, so if good. only there was a candle. A if there was, there a, I'm gonna make a, a skunk scented. Get anything on the internet. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that would be amazing. But that's actually how David, my husband, and I like decided we were like like each other. I guess <laughs> it's so weird to say that. Like based off the smell I'm in of high skunk, and I like you. <laughs> No, we went and released skunks together. We smelled terrible. <laughs> oh, we both stink together. And then so we went and got nah. ice cream. <laughs> we smell like butt, but let's go get some ice cream. It's totally fine. One heck of a rom-com. <laughs> How'd you meet your husband? Well, there was this skunk. All right, next one. A turtle on its back can't flip over. True or false? That is, that is way too specific. I'm going to say it's way too specific. Pass. <laughs> a sea turtle, full-grown sea turtle, on shore, on its back, is very unlikely to flip itself back over. A box turtle, on its back All right, in the grass, I will, I will rephrase can. the question for the audience. Thank you. Ohio turtles cannot flip over once they are on their back. False. Melissa, you already said false, correct? False. Yeah, I'm going to say false. It is false. Good job, everyone. So, while I am not a naturalist, I feel like it should be said that I hang out with you guys a lot <laughs> and pick up a lot of information. I also love, love, love David Attenborough specials, and I watch them all the time. Dude, you're so. an amateur yes, naturalist, so and good. you didn't even know it. Okay, also so. a poet. Obviously. Sorry, that was dumb. Bad joke. No, but that's like what people <laughs> say. I'm a poet and didn't know. It. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a. But no, but like for sea turtles, that is like a real thing. Like they can get washed ashore. Yeah, but their flippers are extremely long and they're, they're able to kind of. I mean, okay, so most turtles, what they do is they stick their neck out really, really far and they like Use their shove head. themselves as far as they can. That's awesome. Over. Why sea turtles have problems, though, is because they're on the sand. So right. as they're starting to push, it, they can't, they can't flip over. Yeah. So not necessarily they're not able to. It's just the environment around them makes right. them not right. flip over. But box turtles, when you think of that high dome shell, it's they're basically like yeah. on their side anyway. Yeah. So mm-hmm. once And they're very... They're bottom heavy. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I had to pick a turtle to be, I would be a box turtle. Why? I'd probably be a ninja because turtle. Because you're the <laughs> only one that can completely enclose yourself. All the other turtles are a sham. Whoa. Back up. <laughs> that was harsh for turtle world. Guy, well, we just lost all of our turtle audience. That's for sure. <laughs> I would totally be a loggerhead. Really, though? They're, they're endangered. Yeah, but they're huge. Yeah, no, I don't want to be a, any they're species so cool. that's potentially endangered. Not that, I mean, box turtles are probably headed that way, but I don't want to be. That's sad. A, really? Yeah, man. Didn't know that. Deforestation's a real problem. Wild populations are pretty low. Yeah. Wow. Well, because people take them from the wild and think, oh, oh like as pets. Yeah. No. Put them in their backyard. Don't, don't take do wild that. animals as pets. Please people. don't. Yeah. Unless it's a snapping turtle, it makes in which case hurt. I'm allowed. Do not take a snapping I'm turtle. I'm just kidding. I'm not Hashtag allowed. illegal. Hashtag illegal. Hashtag bye-bye fingers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that uh, too. If you don't know what you're doing. Even, even if, if you, you do. Even if you do. do. <laughs> nope. Back it up. Yeah. Even if you know what you're doing, you can lose a finger mm-hmm. or a hunk of flesh. All right. This is one of my favorites. <laughs> I just go segment right into the next one. Ah, hunk of flesh. Right. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Touching a toad gives you warts. False. Cheryl? False. Thank you. Good job, everybody. So this is a myth, but I can see why people think that. Yeah. Why? Because they look like they look warts. Warty. They look warty. That's yeah. the, the standard there, but they're not. That's something I've, I've heard referred to. <laughs> I, like, I don't see it. I don't see any giant warts on that toad's back. <laughs> they're, they're, they're bumply. Bumpily. Bumpily. <laughs> New word. Bumpily. So would that just mean that you wouldn't touch anything that's bumpy ever because you think it's a wart? I don't know. Maybe. Some people would. There's a phobia for that. I mean, in 
in the absence of empirical data, people will make assumptions based off of just visual feedback. So, okay, but what kid do yeah. you know that hasn't just ran up and picked up a toad? Right, I know. I'm, I'm just saying, like, back before any kind of science was done on toads, I could see how people would form that connection and be like, oh, that toad's bumpy, and now I have a wart. And, or, or even just like, I don't want you to touch it because it's bumpy, and if you do, you'll get a wart. Like, maybe somebody just mm-hmm. made that up. As like a warning. Yeah. I don't know. Of course. No idea how it started. It was some mom probably (laughs) who didn't want their kid touching the gross toe. Yep. (laughs) All right. Number nine. If you get bit by a snake, you can suck out the venom. Ooh. Okay. So. I love how you explain If you get bit by a venomous snake. (laughs) Rephrase. I mean. You can, but the efficacy of it is almost negligible. So I've heard that with like rattlesnakes specifically, like North American cottonmouths and things like that. If you get bit, you can like start immediately to suck the venom out. However, isn't it like a necrotizing venom in which is like, it's just going to start killing your flesh. So yeah. So you get bit on the leg, you could try to suck some of it out and maybe it would like lessen the spread, but like damage is done. Mm-hmm. So I would say mostly false. Like, yes, you can, but it's probably not going to do much. Yeah, I need a this concise answer. Mostly false. <laughs> There's no M. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheryl. Half point. I'm going to say false. False. It is false. You cannot. Once there it we is go. done. We'll play both of them. So basically <laughs> what happens is when... They inject the venom. One, they're going to pulsate and kind of force it in. So it's not just a little bit. They're trying to get a lot in there. One, right. because you're much larger than any of their prey, so they don't have to do just a quick bite and to knock you out. The problem is, is people, if you ever see somebody like try to, or you ever see those like venom sucker kits or whatever, yeah, like at yeah. Walmart mm-hmm. or wherever, that don't work, then you should not do it with your mouth because it, can get right. into if you have right. a cut in your mouth or something it can get into your bloodstream there and it's just doing the reverse Dunzo. now you'll get you will get a small amount of it out but you can't get it all because i was right just no like but i'm saying, saying like it's it doesn't do anything right it's like, negligible like yes you can suck some of the venom out but the damage is done that's you thought about it too hard no i thought about it just enough We don't have that worry here because we do have one species of venomous snake, but they're super, super rare to find. They're much farther south. You mean just in this area? Yeah. Yeah. We do have one in this area. Yeah. But they're rare. Yes. Yeah. We we do have the Massasauga, but hard to find. And they're they're endangered, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Ohio has the timber rattlesnake and also the... That's the one I was thinking of. That's um, farther south. Copperhead. Yep. Mm. So, but those are yeah. You're right. Those are farther south. We yep. don't technically get them up here. Right. If you do, somebody brought it. Yeah, unless it's introduced, mm-hmm. or we'll see what happens with climate change. Yeah. Um, Although it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Number ten. Mushroom fairy rings are very common. Have you guys heard of fairy rings before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. More for Ethan. Again, I mean, what do you mean by very common? I'm, I'm going to say true. I've seen mm-hmm. plenty of them. So, yes, okay. true. Hmm. Cheryl? I'm thinking. I'm going to say, I'm going to say false. Maybe. <laughs> Final <laughs> answer. It's too late. I don't know much about them. Yeah, I don't know much about them either. I'm saying true. Okay. It is true. Nah. So true so, that they are uncommon? They are common. They are very common. What What was my answer? What did I you say? You said true. You got it right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's secretively competitive. I, yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's what happens is people think that there's a myth that like they're fairy rings, like right. they, the fairies would spread the mushrooms. But basically what happens is when a mushroom pops up, and it spreads its spores, especially a capped mushroom or a capped fungi. When it spreads its spores, it, are, it usually come to the end of the gills or the end of the mushroom. And they tend to spread in that circle. So that's what creates that ring. Yeah. More oh. than 
a fairy. That's cool. It is very cool. I see it sometimes form around trees too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if there is mycelia mm-hmm. and it's usually, um, which is like the, the fungus g- equivalent of roots. Almost. Yes, exactly. Uh, the mycelia, sometimes you'll see them like broken ring and then it'll kind of travel off to another spot and then more in nice. another circle. So very cool. All kinds of patterns. All right. Number 11, poison ivy is not contagious. False. It is contagious. Right. Well, not to poison ivy, but the Arusha oil is. Ha! They even know what the oil's called. Give me an extra point for that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> said poison ivy is contagious. That's what that. No, I said poison ivy is not contagious. Okay, so that statement oh, is false. That's false. Right. I'm gonna say false. False. Yes. yes, that was a hard play on words for my brain. Right. I know. <laughs> me too. Giving us a ding before he even answers. I think we all know this one. We're all going to be wrong. <laughs> I, know. I think I'm, this is one of those ones where I might have worded it incorrectly. Okay. So what I should have said, so we're going to, we're going to scratch this one. Poison ivy from one person to another is not contagious. That's what I should have said. I still say false. Still false. The oil can definitely be passed from person to person. I also <laughs> should have, I should rephrase again here. <laughs> we oh will take just once, once you have no once you have poison ivy on your skin and the, you you start to get the pussy bumps or whatever it's can it's not contagious from one person to another okay once the oil has like penetrated the surface of your skin yes. then I mean, the fact that you so desperately want me to change my answer. Okay, we're going to give this one a pass because it was this one, even when I first read it in my mind, I was like, this is going to confuse everyone. So poison ivy, once you have it on your skin and it's already made its little bumpy grossness, um, oily pus grossness, you cannot pass it from one person to another. That is a myth. Interesting. So like you said, Ethan, if if I were you were to- believe you. I'm, it, I'm not will willing find to put all it the, to the science. test. So here's the deal: if, <laughs> all if the Ethan, science. <laughs> if Ethan touched uh, poison ivy with his hand, like the the plant or the roots, uh, the hairy roots, um, and came over and touched my hand, and he had oil on his hand, I would absolutely get it. Right. But if mm-hmm. Ethan has a patch of poison ivy on his arm, or Melissa has a patch of poison ivy on his on their arm, and it's been four days since it showed up, sure. yeah. and you brush up against my arm, I will not get it. Right. Because so. by that time, your immune system has neutralized it. Well, no, but then there's not oil at that point because you there's washed it oil. multiple times right. or right, right, right. whatever. So the oil, yes. Bad questioning. So. <laughs> no, honestly, and I, I caught that one you did not give a good before. time frame either. What do you mean? Ha. You just said four days. One to four days is a lot of time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you guys. All right, so we threw that one out. Good. Moths are both nocturnal and diurnal, meaning they fly at night and then some fly during the day. Okay, so you're not referring to every moth. You're saying there are some nocturnal moths and there are some diurnal moths. Yes, that is true. You guys, true. we Chill. are such the well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a room full of It's, it's frustrating here. on this side because I'm like, <laughs> now that I go down and read every single one, I've had to rephrase a few. You know why? It's because this is why I've always hated true-false tests in general is because the answer is so absolute and there are so many variables to every situation. Did you ever, did you ever argue one in school with a teacher and get them to switch all the time? Uh, Yeah. I used to write the, the reword, the question or cross out. This (laughs) This is how you should have done it. (laughs) Did you ever learn how to write a letter that looked like a T and an F? So like a question you weren't sure about. (laughs) So you wrote down like a special character that looks like it could be a T. Or it's looks a like T it with a side F. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, they marked it wrong. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is what it's, it's supposed to be. See? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so you all got that one right. Good job. Nope. You didn't really guess, but I know your answers. Yeah, we know. Yeah. The only reason you guys know this is because I talk about it all the it's time. It's true. I probably would have said moths are mostly nocturnal. Um Had I not No, they are. You're, you. you're not wrong. Well, yeah, mostly, mostly nocturnal. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole... St- there's 26 species that live in Ohio that are strictly um, diurnal. They're all flower moths. Oh. Cool. So, not nocturnal. Diurnal. Did you I say? You said diurnal. Okay. You said diurnal. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Harvestmen or huntsmen are the most venomous spiders in the world. 
Now, I have heard this, and I've heard it phrased exactly like this before. So I'm not going to challenge your wording, and I'm going to say false. False. Mm-hmm. False. It is false. Yay. First off, they don't contain venom at all. Oh, they don't have any? No. Oh. So, And they're not true spiders. They're in their own <laughs> suborder. They are arachnids, but arachnids, not spiders. But not spiders yes. Actually, I just read that today, again, on that uh, Instagram post. from. Well, I think it was Nat Geo. If you nice. followed my um, Nature Plugged In episode <laughs> on spiders, you would have learned <laughs> all yeah. of these facts. Join our Facebook group, Nature Plugged In. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And they don't have silk glands, so they're unable to spin webs as well. What... Uh, what are the requirements for something to be considered a spider? It's the eight legs and um, spinnerets, and then also two body parts. Yeah, head, head, or not head. Yeah, cephalothorax and an abdomen. Gotcha. Eight legs. Eyes. People think eight eyes is a thing. There are some species of spiders with six eyes. Um, right. Right. So, yeah. so okay. So a, a huntsman or a daddy long is not a spider. What is it instead? It's its own category. Oh, I don't. Okay. I can't. I have to look gotcha. at that word. But it is an arachnid. It's an arachnid, yes. Yeah. So. But so are scorpions. So are scorpions, yeah. Which yep. are ticks. Absolutely yep. terrifying. Ticks. Yep. Yeah, pass. No. Gross. Moving on. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, see, this one threw me off when I first, because this is like the first time I ever heard about this. Didn't and then you I make had to this question up? Deeper. I did. Well, I didn't make <laughs> I didn't make these up. I found them somewhere. Right. Because they're <laughs> okay. normal associated myths. Hummingbirds migrate on the backs of swans or geese. Whoa. I've never heard that. I'm going to say, (laughs) shoot. I'm going to say false. Okay. I'm going to say false too. False. (laughs) Melissa kills me every time. False. All right. So it is false. Yes. There's like a whole bunch of folklore about that because people thought for so long, there's no way a, such a small bird could fly so far. And then you're like, okay, look at all these other small songbirds. <laughs> right. Not that. I've never heard that. Yeah. It's like an old uh, Native American folklore. You know, I didn't even know they migrated, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, there's just not enough fat here. That's for why them, we put out sense. hummingbird feeders. Only a certain amount of time. Yeah. Well, I well because you, you don't want to encourage the them to. I I just had never thought about what they do. I just I didn't think one way or another. Yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, there's still a lot yeah, to be no learned about. There's no nectar or bugs for them to eat. Animals, right? Yeah, I mean, during the winter, absolutely makes sense. It just yeah. When I think of migratory birds, I guess I don't think of hummingbirds. Yeah. Actually, never mind. Well, because they don't, they wouldn't travel. A lot like a of birds flock, are migratory, right? whether we want them to be or not. Right. I mean, blue jays are technically migratory birds. You don't know whether you're getting a blue jay that stays all year or a blue jay from Canada for six months. So anyway, on to the next thing. Uh, flying squirrels can't fly. True. They don't fly. They glide. Cheryl. True. Ethan true. is correct. Yes. <laughs> true. Everybody's right. Good job. Oops. Yes. I vote that we have a real name change to gliding squirrels. Segway. No, because it's like flying fish. No. Like it's just it's fun to call it that. Gliding squirrels. This one, I remember when I started at the last nature center I was at, I heard a naturalist say this, and I was like completely like in shock that they said this to someone. Beavers use their tails to help build their dam by packing mud. So I have seen that like depicted in like cartoons and Maybe even like educational things, but I'm going to say false. Okay, Cheryl. False. False. It is false. Yes, Cheryl. What do they use their tail for? So they use it for a few things. They use it for a lot of communication mm-hmm. too, to alarm other beavers. They'll still slap their tails in the water. Do signals and all that. But they, uh, they're good swimmers. Yep. But too. they do not yeah. use it to help build their dams. It's a myth. Yeah. But it there's has some, been depicted. Yeah. There's some big old right. tails beavers got. Like, yeah. it's kind of bizarre. Like, other than, a, does a platypus have a similar tail? Yep. Platypus. Yeah. But, like, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. Next one. You guys are doing great. 
else. Uh, no, we're going to get rid of that one too. Because um, we talked about that one in another episode. Okay. Skip, skip. <laughs> <laughs> a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's. Um, true. Okay. Hold on. I have to write down answers here because I feel like this will be one that varies. Melissa? True. Cheryl? Hmm. Hmm. I'll say true. It is false. Wrong. <laughs> so the we difference is, is they have a different set of bacteria, clearly, that's able to fight off more gross things. They eat their own crap. What if it... Not all dogs eat Not their, all yeah. dogs, but oh, think about... Doesn't. If I let my dog outside for 10 minutes... She's going to lick every filth thing, every deer pee spot, every... <laughs> okay, your dog is weird because most dogs don't lick everything. Yeah, it's my true. dog they, does. They smell it. Yeah, she smells then licks. She thinks everything is a potential food item. But isn't the, like, the bacteria in their mouth like more like neutralized? Like there's Yeah, it's to get things before it goes down, and then they have a, obviously a different stomach structure, but their mouths are not cleaner. There have been multiple tests done. Interesting. Um, and obviously it would different it would be different it would be different from dog to dog obviously right and human to human so fine we'll take the l on that one number 19 or technically 17 because we got rid of two close birds do not need to be fed in the winter true well i mean by humans that's what you mean right? yes yeah wording true Cheryl? Can you repeat the question? Birds do not need to be fed by humans in the winter. False. All right. So the answer is true. They do not need to be fed by humans. Because they should be able to find the food on their own. We do it just because we love to look at birds. We do it because it brings them closer. It's a way of feeling like you're doing something and still being able to get joy out of it but mm-hmm. it's not really any benefit to them now if you were to but get it's not harmful either right no no because okay. they would be most of the species that you're going to get in the winter time with the exception of the rare ones like birds that rely heavy on insects and stuff like that you would see those um through the winter no matter what you just wouldn't get them as close to your house because you're not right. giving them a free meal mm-hmm. right next one number 20 a bird will not explode if it eats t- rice that is tossed from a wedding or a party event. It will not explode? It will not explode. I mean, you can't always say that a bird will never explode. You never know what's going to happen. Explode never based on the rice. Uh, the consumption of the rice. He hates us so much I do. right now. <laughs> I do. Okay, I, I will th- never give you guys another <laughs> test in my life. I'm confused by the wording, so I will say rice will not make a bird explode. Yes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Rice will not make a bird explode. True or false? True. I'm going to say true. Melissa. I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four. False. It is true. This is a myth. Dang it. So it's not good for them. <laughs> I had to do both because, again, we had mixed answers. So it is not true. It will not make them explode. But it's not good for them either. It's not good for them, no. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just empty calories, basically. It's not really giving them any nutritional value. No, Unless someone, you give them brown rice or wild someone rice. Someone told me a story once that they were, like, throwing bread to seagulls in a parking lot. Stop it. Hold up. What did you just say? Gulls. There's no such thing Another as seagulls. Team. Here we go. <laughs> so I was like, buckle up. They were throwing bread to birds in a parking lot, and then they threw in an Alka-Seltzer tablet. Okay, yes, that will make... The, they think about It's an Alka-Seltzer tablet made for a, a human stomach, which is also illegal. I didn't say this was a kind person that did oh. this. <laughs> okay, continue with your story before I get angrier. But yeah, basically it like foamed up inside the bird. and Yeah. I don't know if they exploded. I doubt they exploded, but I'm sure it was not good for the bird. I think if you gave mm-hmm. a bird a full-size Alka-Seltzer, there's no doubt in my mind that their little bodies couldn't handle that. Because you think about that. That's what, like, you use when you got a rum-tum. Well, you're supposed to put it in, like, a glass of water. Yeah. You don't just take it, do you? 
Yeah. I, I mean, I have. <laughs> just, I, don't, I don't think you should. I don't think you're just supposed to chew it that. up. And I didn't have water or enough water. That's when you take a Tums. I didn't have Tums. I just had the Alka-Seltzer. And I had heartburn. Honestly, I haven't seen Alka-Seltzer in years. Like, we only use it for experiments. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't have any in your cabinet? No. no. What? Because we're not I am 95 65. years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to anyone who is that age and made it sound like we were talking down. We're not. I'm only 29. <laughs> so I'm with you. All right. Anyway, so Ethan won. Heck yeah. Oh, wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Because you guessed. I didn't guess. <laughs> I had informed answers. I'm I made informed decisions. Okay. So, but we are going to back up and we're going to bring this up here. Do it. Because we have to. We brought it up and I was going to try to save it, but we, we said the term seagull. No. No, I don't think we should get into this you yet. You really don't want to do this? I don't. All right, I think fine. we should. It's going to come up at some point. You guys have dodged <laughs> it twice now. I might form a whole episode around this seagulls conversation. I think we might have to. It'll just be you two arguing the whole time and me and Cheryl just <laughs> giggling. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, I'm on Melissa's side regardless, but sorry, Ethan. Anyway. Yeah, right. I, I think I have a more balanced position than you think I do. No. No. <laughs> just wrong just, sorry your, your only position is wrong this is not one of those tf fakey things oh the like your put fake down. letter yeah that's where i stand on it yeah it's one of those letters no <laughs> it's not anyway before we get into it because it'll be like a is what it's going to happen is going to be me and melissa attacking ethan and cheryl Agreeing with me and Melissa, just not vocalizing I can it take at it. all. <laughs> I can take it. I know what I'm about. All right. So, so that that's it. Ethan, you get a air five. Give me one. Whoa. <laughs> that was that was a mic sound effect, not a board sound effect. <laughs> all right. So, um, our news article here, uh, which is a standard here, is how rabies inspired folklore of werewolves and vampires. Uh, the vampires didn't really make sense to me, and then I read a little bit more. But the werewolves made sense, because if you see a crazed wild wolf or dog of some sort, whether it's a coyote or whatever, running through the woods, um, that, that would be, I would be a little freaked out. Um, but that is one of the big, I, I was, because we had talked about in a few episodes about how werewolf folklore came about, and I told you how the skinwalkers thing, and they thought, yeah. They kind of meshed in with each other. And since we were talking about myths here and mythological beasts and the grass man, uh, <laughs> not really. But um, so they believe that bites transformed people, which made sense because once you got bit by an animal with rabies, you would eventually get sick. Yeah. So And rabies causes like behavioral changes mm -hmm. for sure. Your mm -hmm. diversion to water. What else? It's something else. Like aggression, you could develop lockjaw. I was going to say, yeah, lock that's the jaw. biggest that's thing the is it, it makes like all of your muscles lock up and then eventually um, like your muscles around your, your lungs lock up and then you can't actually breathe. Mm -hmm. That'd be I, a horrible way to go. Probably should have yeah, looked this up. wouldn't that be terrible? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just basically feeling yourself kind of being like But you like know aware. what's happening. Yeah, you know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Melissa, how long after you get bit do you have? I'm only asking you because I know you have been through the I think you have to it has to be within 24 hours don't they just give people like if you get bit by a mammal um, that could have potentially given you rabies don't they usually just give people the shots just to be safe like yeah because by the time you get it tested and brought back it's too late anyways mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know the exact regulations. I am not the health department. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they it takes too long to get the actual results back. Hmm. But if you get your pre-exposure rabies shots, you only have to get one shot instead of a bazillion. I probably should have been given those at birth. <laughs> How often are you supposed to get those? So pre-exposure rabies shots, you technically you should never have to get a like a second one. Mm. Um, so you get your, your first round, your, there's a, it's a three shot series. Um, you get those and then every three or four years you're supposed to get your titers checked. So they take blood and make sure that you still have like the antibodies for it. Oh. And if you don't, then you just take the booster. Um, yeah. 
which I should probably do. So if I were to get bit by a mammal today that had or potentially could have had rabies, what will be my steps? Like you what? contact the health department. You try to capture the animal if possible and then Not they'll probably start i mean well by that point whatever <laughs> <laughs> do i have to get where do they do the shots is it still directly in the abdomen i don't know where they do the the actual i feel like it's 2020 shots. and now you can just pop it in the arm but also i don't know pre-exposure is in your arm and the boosters in your arm okay I remember back in the day, my dad used to tell us when we were kids, like, if you get bit, you got to get them right in the stomach, and there's nine of them. I was like, I think you're full of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. But, so that's all we have for today. Interesting. Are we supposed to come up with our own Yeah, myths? Do, is there any myths that you guys can think of that um, we didn't cover that are associated with animals or nature? Here's one that I have heard repeated and I don't know how true it is uh, that sharks have to keep moving in order to, to breathe. But that means that they like swim in their sleep. That that's the myth I've heard is that sharks swim in their sleep. Cause I know they do have to continue moving to have water pass over their gills, but I would think, well, if you could just get in a current of some kind, then that's fine. Right. It's, Yes, that's one of those, like, well, actually's. Um, <laughs> or every <laughs> single one has been a well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure, it, man, it has been so long since I thought about this. It has something to do with their liver also. So oh. why they have to keep swimming in order to kind of keep everything moving through. But, yeah, a lot of it does go back to their gills. And that especially the bigger the shark, the bigger the animal, the more oxygen they need to pull through. So mm -hmm. if they're moving, it's easier to pull more So oxygen. do they swim when they sleep? Or do a they lot of animals, a, a lot, a lot of, a lot of animals, <laughs> a lot of animals that live in the water. Yes, they do. So wow. like dolphins, their brains only sleep half at a time. So half their brain sleeps in the other half. Could you Boy, imagine that how much more efficient we would be as humans? I would just, my brain basically doesn't shut off anyway. I mean, they're still like sitting at the bottom, but half their brain has to stay awake to be like, Hey, you gotta go breathe every seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Like Even some like waterfowl do that too. They shut off half their brain, like while they're flying. Why could I not be? Afraid? Or like I know over stopovers and all that. Yeah, just uh, because they're prey animals too, they have to stay alert. Some species of gulls sleep while they fly. That's crazy. Albatross do. Yes, yeah, I well. know albatross do, which yeah. is yeah nuts. Yeah, that's I mean because they're just gliding on the autopilot. Yeah, but I think something like like <laughs> whales or dolphins sleeping is more impressive to me because they have to go get oxygen. Think about this. Imagine waking up and you hit a storm as a bird. <laughs> what is that? Whoa. <laughs> no way. I feel like you would wake up before that. Like when you heard the first clap of thunder or something. That or the change in the wind. Like It's not like they're fully like zonked yeah. and have no idea of what's going on around them. Mm. Who knows? Interesting. Done, done, done. That would be so either. cool if you could just shut half of oh, your brain off. Especially while traveling. It's like mm -hmm. I would only walk to long distances at night. I was like, see you in the morning, guys. Yeah. Shut them down. <laughs> any other animal myths or nature myths? Well, that was Ethan's. Mm -hmm. Cheryl, you got any? Or do we cover all I'm yours? I'm thinking. Do you have one? No, I have pregnancy brain. I can't <laughs> think. <laughs> <sighs> I have another one. Okay. That if you come across a bear in the wild, you're supposed to play dead. No. no. That is not always true. Sometimes. Sometimes. If it's attacking you, yes. But just leave it alone. Apparently, with brown bears, that is a, a viable. aggressive. But yes. that, that's, that's a viable thing. It's like, play dead, go limp, and hope it doesn't like bite your head. But black bears are very skittish and can usually be scared away with loud noises with the exceptions of the ones that are on like the great smoky mountains and stuff and that are accustomed to humans that yeah or if like they're protecting young mm -hmm. and you're yeah, like encroaching you on their there, territory yeah. just leave bears alone basically yeah there were lots of <laughs> bears where i grew up and went to high school yeah. in west Virginia? i thought of another yeah, one dude. really yeah i lived on the like the outskirts of the blue ridge mountains so like we had lots blue of bears. ridge mountains don't sing that Dandy song around me river. It's not even about West Virginia. It is. It goes through. It's in the name. The Blue Ridge Mountains go through like literally three miles of West Virginia and the Shenandoah River just touches it. Like, goop. <laughs> There's a John Denver myth for you. John Denver myth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cheryl, Champ. you said you had one. I do. Um, opossums can hang upside down by their tail. Oh, you guys yeah. That one? oh yeah, that's a good one. Another one that I, I've seen in cartoons and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you see a lot of it in like books and cartoons yeah, if, and stuff. If my kids get a book that has like that, I throw it out. I wonder where that came from. Is it just because yeah. like they're marsupials and they have a their tail's tail. also like like a rat like yeah. Their tail, tail is technically yeah. a fifth arm. It's a prehensile yeah. tail. So they Whoa. they use it for carrying things and for balance. So if they're walking along on the side of a tree branch and they fall, they'll catch themselves with their tail, but then they pull back up. Gotcha. They don't just hang. hang there. Can I just say that would be so useful to have? Like, I bet I bet you any money. I'm, I'm going on the record saying this. A million years from now. If the world hasn't exploded and humans are still around, <laughs> we will grow, what's it called? A pretensile? Prehensile. Prehensile tail just to hold our phones. Wow. I didn't think that's where you were going. Yeah, that's, a, that's a crazy evolution right there. Yep. <laughs> or an extra, How would extra that digit? even happen? I don't know. We just, our body just knows, hey, we got something in our hand all the time, but we still need two hands. So, whoop, tail. <laughs> <laughs> Not an extra arm or an extra digit, but he's this like hotel. I feel like an extra hand would be more likely, like off of your original hand. That would be pretty dope Off too. of your, no. Or just like a. You need a whole second arm. Just like two extra fingers yeah. coming out I'm of your wrist. extra digits because you like, can hold a phone. What the fuck could you imagine that? That would be so gross. <laughs> hold the phone. He's got his phone in his forearm. It's like on like. my forearm with some extra fingers. And then you're, you're still able to. Oh, but to then like, you would need like. One long boy coming from your elbow <laughs> to like reach around and tap your phone. Talking about human evolution. <laughs> can happen, uh, man. I don't think it can. We need, no. Okay. I think there's well, a million years from now, we're going to come back with a follow up episode. See, we need to increase see where our we're brain at. capacity first. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going the wrong direction yeah. with conversations like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Well, anything else? For today? Uh, no, not for this episode. Awesome. Can you give us any sneak previews about what's coming in the next coming Actually, episodes? Actually, um, I had a few episodes ago we had talked about um, animal intelligence, which we're going to kind of try to segue into that a little Ooh. bit on the next mm. segment here. That'll be and then cool. I have a couple Ooh, that surprises. that makes me so happy. Yeah, because Melissa actually sparked it when she said, you know, it's really hard to judge an animal's intelligence, like from animal to animal. And I was like, she, so she basically came up with the idea I just fed off of it you're welcome very cool (laughs) all right we'll see you guys on the next episode have a good one bye